here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. And then two weeks after that, we got Money in the Bank. And then two weeks after that, we got Starcade. And then two weeks after that, we got Halloween Havoc. Jeff Hawkins. I'm Dana Brooke. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes. What'd I do? <laughs> what did I just do? Are we on? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're on. Nope, I'm not even editing. We're, we're on. That's how we're starting the show. What did I... Uh, I hit a button. <laughs> trying to get a new little browser uh, page up. And what would happen? I would uh, cut off the music. A music that hopefully all of you have heard many times before. So what does it really matter? Um, Jeff, save the opening here. That's Rob McCarron, internationally renowned broadcast journalist. I'm now, Jeff Hawkins, a jerk with a Twitter handle. Yeah, and guess what's going to happen now is what, what? I'm going to do is I'm going to go to this page and I'm going to hopefully pause the stream before my sound comes up so as not to come out over the uh, air here. <laughs> yep, so uh, yeah, if you're listening uh, live or watching live on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash voices of wrestling. What you'll see Jeff reacting to a lot is the Bengals game on NBC. Apparently something just happened that Jeff did not, uh, I thought agree he with. The ball. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I want to thank everyone who's watching online at voices of wrestling.com slash YouTube. You can contact the show at shake them ropes on Twitter or in the live chat that you see. Uh, hopefully the stream is going. I'm going to even ask, how's the stream? And I just typed streak. So yeah, uh, if you're listening on the podcast version later on, we do these shows after the pay-per-views live. We're going to do two in December. We got this one going here on Survivor Series. So join us sometime. If you have, uh, if you're free on a Sunday night after a pay-per-view, come join us at Shake Them Ropes, voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube. Uh, everyone uh, appears uh, Christopher Withers says the stream tonight is better than the WWE Network stream. <laughs> so uh, they they had some problems during the uh, pre-show. So there you go. Uh, I'm hastily getting this stream up. Um, I didn't fix any of the lighting. Not that it matters. I didn't fix uh, much of anything. I was surprised. Uh, we'll talk about the major points of the Survivor Series show. Of course, the big the big so. news. We are going to talk about Survivor Series. Go figure. Um, we're going to talk about that. But the big news is we have a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, which, going into the show, we knew was going to be the case, right? We knew there was going to be a new one. That's the whole point of this pay-per-view. Of course, the winner of the tournament did not end up being the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. The new World Heavyweight Champion and new WWE Linear Champion is Sheamus, who also appears to be the new authority figures guy. Wow, who could have predicted that? Oh, yeah. Well, me. Let, let's be fair here. It was <laughs> a little unpredictable because that was one of those things that looked pretty logical. Another one was that Dean Ambrose might turn and become the authorities guy. No, I, I get that. I just mean at the beginning of this tournament, even before it started. I mean, and after the first week, even when Sheamus was eliminated, I said Sheamus is winning the tournament. Yeah. So, 
That's true. No, you know, the thing that angers me about this isn't that Seamus is the champ. It's the way they made him the champ after making Roman look like such a geek. Roman now has a a um, shorter title reign than Rey Mysterio Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, that first bro kick, it, I, I get kicking out of it, but to just have him bro kick on a missed clothesline? Yeah. Geek! He's a geek! And nobody's going to want to see him win this belt from Sheamus. I think Brock's going to win it from Sheamus. I don't think that's the, I mean, I think that's, I think that's the move to make. And then you try and once again, build Roman back up for WrestleMania. But I don't know what they do with Roman to, to help get him back as a credible contender here right Mm -hmm. now, because there's a lot, there's a lot of characters with a lot of nothing going on to them right now. And, you know, it's it, it, that just baffled me. I, I I knew Seamus coming in and after the first kick out, it's like, OK, cool. Maybe they have a bit of a match here and Hunter interferes or something. No, nah, miss clothesline broke second broke kick. One, two, three. Yeah, I was. Wow. Uh, so wow. Roman Reigns won the tournament. He won the World Heavyweight Championship tournament. So this was indeed Roman Reigns's first World Heavyweight Championship reign. First World Heavyweight Championship room. I am Medellin on the Twitter, uh, not on the Twitter, but in the YouTube chat, says I sound like Darth Vader tonight. Do you get that vibe, Jeff? Do I sound no. like Darth Vader? No. I didn't think so. I didn't think so, but uh, thank you. I uh, I guess that's good. I don't know. Dark side. I don't know. I can't do anything. I don't have voices. Um, Roman Reigns won the championship, so I asked on the poll, at Shake Them Ropes right now, you can go vote. Worst first championship reign. Roman Reigns or Dolph Ziggler? Reigns. Because I say this only for the fact that at least Roman Reigns won it. He may not have had it, and he may have lost it here in the first five minutes, but at least he won it and he earned it. Dolph Ziggler got it because it was handed to him by by Vicky Guerrero, and he lost it seven oh. days later. Oh, bad. Yeah, not, um, the, not the three-month reign that he lost because of the— uh, maybe it didn't even go three months. I think it went maybe a month that he lost because of the concussion. The first reign— Awarded to him by Vicky Guerrero. Still pretty bad. Both are very bad, right? Well, I'll, sta- I'll stand by my statement. How about this? Yes. At least Vicky giving him the belt made him a not credible champion, and then the fans could boom because he didn't quote-unquote earn it. Right. They're going to try and push this as, oh, he took advantage of Roman when he had already gone through a tournament, and it was so hard, and that was unfair of him. It wasn't unfair of him. He has the money in the bank case. Cole was trying to hard sell that on the ending here. And I'm just like, no, that's not true. It's still a credible title win yeah. because those are the rules you set for this reality. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, Ziggler, and I'm being told in the chat, Ziggler won the title because Edge speared him when the spear was uh, banned. Yes. So he won it, but he won it, you know, by not really winning it. And that was the first corollary I had is this was definitely a possibility going into the show. Going into the Survivor Series, the possibility was Roman Reigns wins the championship and then Sheamus cashes in. You thought that Sheamus might cash in in like a three-way and not even get the Roman's title win. That might have been better. I just, yeah, exactly. I just never thought for a second they were going to make Roman look this bad. Yeah especially coming off of a win by Roman. I mean, it's one thing to take advantage of Roman when he's, you know, in a weakened state before he wins the title, but he had won the title. Yeah. And then, you know, he had, he had gotten around the triple H trickery and whatnot, but it's just, Oh, I, I, I said that giving the belt to Seamus would be the worst possible thing. They went worse than I ever thought they could. 
They did. They did. I uh, I wonder if, because another corollary you can put here, are the Bengals winning, Jeff? Not a losing. They just are went are they going check. to lose? They're probably going to lose. They're probably going to lose. I'm, I'm paying attention to you. Keep it, going. It's a primetime game, so, of course, the Bengals in primetime, <laughs> not good. Um, Let's stay on top. Yes. In primetime, Roman Reigns, not good anymore. He fought <laughs> valiantly. There's my segue. Um, at, uh, at SummerSlam, this is happening a little later than it did a couple of years ago, at Survivor mm-hmm. Series at the start of the Daniel Bryan run to the WrestleMania main event. Right. Right. He got screwed over by mm-hmm. Triple H after winning mm-hmm. the title. Mm-hmm. So his first major, his, his first WWE championship reign, or that reign in particular, ended with a whimper after the big buildup to the, the win. And then you got the Bryan payoff at WrestleMania. Okay. Right. Could they be trying to rehash that with Roman yes. Reigns getting screwed after the title win and then go to WrestleMania to get redemption, possibly even against Triple H? But there's one major flaw if that's the case. So you think that might be happening. I think they're trying to probably do something like that. One major yeah. flaw, Jeff, and mm-hmm. that is the fact that Roman Reigns ain't no Daniel Bryan in terms of the crowd reaction. No, that crowd hated him tonight. Hate him. And after the loss, after getting screwed by the authority, the authority that the fans have been so against, after mm-hmm. getting screwed by the authority, after Survivor Series ended and you had the WWE Network exclusive with the emotion of Roman Reigns, the crowd was booing him. They had to play his music right away because the normal pop that you see where the, the wrestler who gets screwed starts getting up and the fans cheer him for the effort, they were booing him. They played the music and he walked right out. This this group of audience here, this the fans that were in the building, the fans on TV, I think the fans in a majority of arenas nationwide aren't going to be clamoring for a Roman Reigns title rematch like they were for Daniel Bryan or to get behind him so much. I kind of alluded on our show Thursdays, Lex Luger from the late eighties. And I think he is now nobody's going to get behind him because they don't think he's going to win. And once he does win, nobody's going to care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't, I mean, I hope I'm, I wanted them to do the Roman Reigns title win here. I thought, you know, I thought, you know what? Let's go with it. Let's see what happens. I wanted him to do the title win, keep the championship on him, just go with it, see what yeah. you have. But now, it, you know, you wanted him to hold off the coronation of Roman Reigns till WrestleMania. And with what we got tonight, that might have been a better idea because now the first big win for Roman yeah, Reigns, now, Survivor Series, where he gets screwed. Yeah. No, it, it, now, now you can't do that, Bill, because he wasn't really screwed out of the title. They're going to try and push that, but he wasn't really screwed out of the title. Yeah. It, it, it's allowable in this reality that Sheamus can come down at any time and cash in a briefcase. So you can't go, oh, this is so unfair. He's an opportunist. Nah, nah, nah. We've tried that before. That story's been played out. We've had money in the bank for a number of years now. They did They did everything they could with Roman Reigns to get crowds on his side. He beat Alberto Del Rio. He wins the title match which was pretty anticlimactic just because I don't think anyone was expecting a finish at 1040. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were going to false finishes a half an hour before the pay-per-view window closed. They went off the air, I believe at 1045. Um, Roman Reigns did everything he could. He, he speared triple H before triple H could screw him. I mean, he saw that part coming, right? You saw the triple H going to screw him. So right. he did what the smart baby faces should do. He's not waiting to get screwed. Exactly. But then Sheamus comes out, does the two bro kicks. He fought off valiantly. I thought, I thought after the first bro kick, especially because normally on these, you know, come down with the briefcase title matches, they wait for the guy to get up. They've been doing that a lot lately. You know, it wasn't always the case, but 
This one, Roman Reigns was down on the mat. Charles Robinson started the title match from the briefcase without waiting for the guy to get up. Sheamus goes. Yeah. Roman kicks out. It's not oh, a hard. It's not a hard fast rule, but they've done okay. it a lot lately. So I was surprised they did it this yeah. time. I thought for sure Sheamus was going to lose. I thought Roman was going to get the coronation here, where he beats everyone for the title tournament. He spears Triple H, and then he thwarts Sheamus's cash in attempt. And Roman Reigns is this big, strong world champion who took on all challengers, literally all challengers, the authority, Sheamus, people who weren't even in the tournament, and comes away as your champion. And we have to see. Brock Lesnar, the man who, this beast who can't be beaten by almost anyone, except for The Undertaker once, we would have to see Brock Lesnar against the unbeatable Roman Reigns, who's on a, who's on a tear. And that could have been a really cool story built up. The fans would not have been on Roman Reigns' side, but it could have been a big story to tell. Yes. But no, all that was for not. As I'm thinking of all this in one minute, Sheamus ends up just getting the win anyway. Yeah, and and what did Sheamus do to really make himself seem like uh, a great who he's going to be a great champion. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be even worse than Seth Rollins. Cause I mean, he's been on TV. He hasn't gone away for a while so that we can actually miss him. He was on this show an hour earlier getting beat up by a geek squad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He, I mean, Seamus was, uh, I, part of me thinks, and he was in the elimination uh, match earlier and we'll go through this card to get every uh, match in, but, the other elimination. Yeah. He was in the main elimination match on the pay-per-view show. And, you know, it took four guys to beat him, right? I mean, it took almost the entire other mem- other side to defeat him as his team members left him. He was made to be a joke. I mean, he did the, you know, the white guy doesn't fit in with the cool kids joke. Yes. They did that. That's your champ. The champion. He's the guy that Triple H said, you know what? That was a funny joke. Uh, a dad joke that Triple H, I think, would actually like, by the way. Like I, I envisioned during that new day entrance where Seamus backs away in shame. Triple H is backstage howling. You're working yourself into a shoot here. Don't do that. Oh, I think he was backstage howling. I love this joke. Why didn't, why aren't the crowd laughing? I loved it. Um, that's Triple H's guy. Seamus going into the Royal Rumble season as the world heavyweight champion. And I would suppose that would be your Royal Rumble match, right? Sheamus and Roman Reigns, or do you think Roman Reigns might have to go through the Rumble because he is not on the authority side? Yes. And I think he would probably have to start at number one or two. So if Roman Reigns wins the Rumble, and you think they're going to do Brock and Sheamus? Because Sheamus can't go into WrestleMania as yes. the champion. Sheamus yeah, can't I go th- in. I, th- I think Brock takes the belt off of Sheamus at some point, and then it becomes Sheamus, and, or not Sheamus, but uh, Brock and, 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 uh, and Roman again. Yeah. Then just super anticlimactic because when is Roman yeah. going to get his revenge on Sheamus? Which is something that, you know, maybe most people don't want to see. But if you're going to tell the story where Sheamus screws Roman, you want to kind of see that revenge. No, or is the is the screwing more? Is that heat put more on the authority and really it's nothing to do? Authority. It's on Sheamus. the authority because they set it up. OK. Hunter comes out. He sets up the whole thing and he's the one who lifts up Seamus's hand. I think the heat's on the authority right now. Yeah. I don't think the revenge is that necessary, but I could see them doing it the other way where Brock wins the rumble and Roman somewhere down the line gets a title win. But right now I just, I see Brock destroying Seamus and then Roman to help build him back up as a, as a one man fighter, a lone wolf who's overcoming the odds goes into the, gets screwed by the authority and gets a low number in the rumble and wins. 
is it good that there is this, uh, it's sort of unpredictable, right? We, we think Lesnar's going to be in the picture. We think Roman Reigns is going to be in the picture. We don't know who's going to win the Royal Rumble. We don't know when Lesnar yeah. might get in the picture. We don't know if Reigns is going to get revenge on Sheamus or possibly Triple H at WrestleMania because there is that opening. You could very well do Reigns and Triple H. You can repeat almost verbatim the Daniel Bryan Triple H story. Oh, I Reigns, think they're trying to some, yeah. in many ways. But that, I mean, it's just not. Although that was done better because at least Triple H pedigreed him and then Randy Orton came down and, and got the pin. I yeah. Mean, uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're trying to do the retcon. See, you jerks, you, you, could it you be, screwed it up first the first time. Could it be somewhat good, though, that there's this air of unpredictability? You're going to have people talking no. about the Sheamus win, people talking about the Royal, the Roman Reigns issue from tonight. Could it be good for viewership levels? Could it be good for interest in WWE? Could it be good for us? I mean, we have a show where we have to talk about what's going on in the WWE, and we have no idea right now, and there's certainly a lot in the past that's happened. I mean, is this good in any way for just the for just us talking about WWE and for interest? You think it's unpredictable. I think it's... it's, it's I mean, it, it, it's... It, okay, it's, it's a little unusual, but it's not that off the beaten path where you're going, well, gee, Sheamus is a champ. Who could have ever seen that coming? Maybe. You know, Sheamus is a guy that they've always liked. Why, why would the unpredictable would be Kevin Owens being the champ right now? Right. Yeah, I that guess, I guess you're right. That would excite us. If yeah. I go up to any fan who's, who's been a fan in the last six years and go, Hey, guess who's the champ right now? Sheamus. Are they going, Oh, well, I'm clicking onto that. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily unpredictable because even going into this show, there are three options that were possible. So it was one of those three options. We kind of had the options. And so it's unpredictable as far as which option you'll they'll go with, but you're right. I mean, Kevin Owens didn't walk out as the champion. Dean Ambrose didn't walk out as the champion as a baby face. I mean, there were, there were really three options that could have happened. And for those in the chat, I'm not drinking the WWE Kool-Aid. I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking you, is this possibility of a good thing happening out of this show? Where Because, you know, I, I thought they went with the worst possible scenario. I mean, the worst possible scenario might have been Alberto Del Rio cleanly going through the title tournament and winning in the main event. That could have been this the worst possible worse scenario. Than any scenario I could have thought of. I mean, and, and, and here's the thing. They need something to get people talking about this product because it is stale. It is stale as hell right now. Yeah. And this is a safe, conventional move that they think is going to get that because it's an unusual story choice. Now, are we all working ourselves up into the fact that they want to make Roman Reigns the next big guy because they haven't certainly made it look like that with uh, some of their decisions as far as working with Roman Reigns? So. Maybe we're working ourselves up to be, okay, this is stupid because they want Roman to be the big guy. Maybe they don't. Maybe someone else is going to come and take the title away from Sheamus and be the next big guy. I don't know who possible, but. What are you asking here? Because I think they want him to be, well, I mean, it's either, maybe they don't think he's the guy now. Maybe they think they need to build him up more, which is. I'm, I'm know, asking. Which because, means we're getting big show and king yeah. matches. It's an interesting dichotomy because all, I think a lot of people are mad that of the booking of Roman Reigns because it doesn't help Roman Reigns become a big star. I mean, he had his first World Heavyweight Championship win taken away in one minute, a reign that really meant nothing, a, a title tournament that really meant nothing. But at the same time, these same people who are mad that the Roman Reigns push didn't look good don't want a Roman Reigns push. They don't want Roman right. Reigns to be the next big guy. Yeah. That's a little uh, interesting I mean play there, right? To, to be mad that they're not pushing Reigns hard enough when you don't want Reigns to be pushed hard enough? I don't, 
you're putting me a bit on the spot here. There, there's well, the people, it, is, the, the, it is our show, Jeff. Well, the people, the people in the bubble don't touchdown. It the is people a, in the bubble. Wow. Don't want, wow. Don't want, what just <laughs> happened there? What just happened there? The Bengals score. Yes. And you had to, you had to slam the point home while making another point about a completely unrelated topic. Yes. Look. Okay. God. The people the people in the bubble don't yeah. want Reigns to be the champ because they want one of their guys to be it. But there aren't any of those guys available or credible, to be honest with you. I I just wonder if, say Cesaro was the one with the briefcase, and the okay. entire build of Survivor Series and the pay per view itself went the exact same way. And We'd Cesaro love- came out at the end to cash in and beat Roman Reigns. People wouldn't be complaining about the booking decision. They would be no. going nuts. Oh my God, Cesaro was the champion. No, but Cesaro also probably wouldn't have been in that Survivor Series match. And, Survivor- and, and Cesaro also is, has not had the belt three previous times, unlike Sheamus. Right. I'm just wondering if it went down the exact same way. The exact same way with Cesaro. We're not caring that Roman Reigns was booked poorly. We're cheering the booking of Cesaro. Or... And we'd be, well, we'd also be worried that Triple H and Stephanie would overshadow Cesaro. All right. Yeah. No, we would. There, be, is, a, there is a downside. We'd be that. worried about different things. I guess the point there is we would always be looking at the things to be negative about. Yes. Yeah. Where eh, sometimes I'm really positive on WWE. I am not trying to be. I'm not positive on the way this pay-per-view ended. I don't think Sheamus as a world champion for any story is a good story. I don't really look forward to the next six weeks of WWE TV closing out 2014 because Sheamus is the champion. I don't care. If Brock comes back and kills him at TLC, perfect. We'll love it because at least Mm -hmm. Brock is a credible world champion and goes to the story with Roman Reigns, right? I mean, that's a better story to tell. Sheamus in the story does nothing for me. Um, I was one where if you're going to go with the Roman Reigns, and I think Roman Reigns has potential for sure. Mm-hmm. Similar potential to what I see with Baron Corbin, if uh, even if I think Baron Corbin has more potential, honestly, because at least Baron Corbin is going out there and being real. Roman Reigns, it, to me, has never been real in the ring. At least speaking I think you might like Baron more because he's the unknown quantity as opposed to the known quantity. Yeah. he's the He's the devil you don't know. But Roman Reigns is going to go for revenge. Sheamus is yes. the world champion. We're going to go through the show, but that is the top story coming out of the show tonight is that Sheamus is the world heavyweight champion. Uh, and, and I talked to, uh, this didn't make air, but I we did a test because joining us on the TLC post show next month on December 13th, our next live show on YouTube, is going to be Dylan Hales, former guest. He's joining us in video, by the way, Jeff. Breaking news, okay. we're going to have three-way video. Uh, for uh, for Dylan Hales' show at, at the end of TLC. So we did a test this week. I did a test to make sure his Skype would work and, and we can get everything worked out. And we had a conversation about, you know, Sheamus as the world uh, heavyweight champion briefcase holder, where WWE kind of put themselves in the corner making Sheamus the briefcase holder when he was, he was not necessarily a favorite. They did it as a little surprise. Give yes. Sheamus the briefcase. And this is where doing those surprises for the sake of surprises hurts you. Because they could have, they would have rather had almost anyone else, certainly a Kevin Owens, maybe a Cesaro, who might be hurt and actually out, and we'll get to that. You know, mm-hmm. someone else who would have been better placed in this segment here tonight to end Roman Reigns. Maybe even a young guy. Maybe even a young guy who hadn't had the world title picture anyway, and that young guy could become this massive heel, you know, laughing at Roman Reigns for earning the championship, but the briefcase led to this first person's championship. There could have been a number I, of stories. WWE was hurt yes. having Sheamus in this role. No, disagree. 
Okay. You could have done it well with Sheamus, but they didn't. They they gave him this new revamped look. They could have given him a new attitude, and then they stuck him in a geek tag team with Wade Barrett. Yeah. Take him off of TV for a while, or, yeah, just put him to the side so that we're not expecting him. Say he's injured, script an injury, pay him to stay at home. There are ways to do this, which you could have done with Sheamus. But I, the problem is we, we saw him week after week after week after yeah, week on Raw. Yeah. We saw him in boring-ass matches with mm. Randy Orton week after solid but boring, okay? It, it, there were ways to do it. I, I disagree with the premise. Yeah, I, I'd be interested in WrestleMania 32 if Roman Reigns is indeed in the main event for the championship if they go with this Daniel Bryan story where they're going to give him his big win because you can do the first title win like this and then have the big win later that means something. They've done it in promotions in history world, you know, worldwide, long time. We'll we'll see what they do with Roman Reigns. The, the, the issue that makes that work, though, and that I don't think is going to allow it make or allow it to work this time is this crowd in the next six months has to get behind Roman Reigns and they are getting farther and farther and further and further away. The toe in the water push never works because they never make the champ the most important guy. It, it it hasn't it didn't work with Punk. It didn't work with Hardy. It didn't work with any of the guys that they do it. The the times that these championship pushes do is when you're going to actually make him the guy. Yeah. And they're and they're legitimately going to do that. And you know what? They're going to try and do that this next time with Roman, and it's going to backfire even more because of the way that they did this one. It. And I, I think the backfiring I, is certain. It's certain. Oh yeah. It, it it has to be. It's well. Let's, let's go on to other. Let's things, get into this pre-show we? match. Let's go through the show and oh, see what this else comes up. Pre-show match. I have the pre-show match, which um, I have not actually looked at, and I need to. Uh, I need to find the match right. times for the show because, as far as I am aware, the pre-show match was the longest match on the entire show, going around eighteen minutes. It was an unadvertised five-on-five elimination. Uh, let me check here. It was indeed. That world title match went less than 10 minutes. It was nine. Nine minutes for Reigns and Ambrose. Uh, 18-10, the pre-show match, Goldust, the Dudley Boys, Neville, and Titus O'Neil going up against Stardust, The Ascension, The Miz, and Bo Dallas. Goldust, big you, return here. Go ahead, the pre-show. Off. Yes, cut me let off, Let me please. cut you off. Yes. Now, with that face team of Goldust, the Dudleys, Neville, and Titus O'Neil. If I told you someone was taking a fall on that team during this match, who would you guess that would be? For that team? Oh, Neville. You would guess that literally? I Uh, mean, if you knew nothing. For Goldust, Dudley Boys, Titus, and Neville? Yes. Oh, yeah, I would have guessed. I mean, I I think you might be going for Titus, but I would have gone Neville, yeah. That was the only guy who's overworth a crap on that team. Yeah. But you're telling me and who would have gone, who would have taken a fall? Yeah. I I mean, maybe that's the state of what I expect from WWE. Um wow. it wouldn't have been Goldust on the big return because it looks like so what happens here is Cesaro was reportedly supposed to be in this match. But Cesaro has an injured shoulder. Okay. So he might be out for a while. He might re- miss WrestleMania as well. He might have the Sami Zayn, you know, Hideo with Tommy Luck going right now. So Cesaro was out. Titus O'Neil was in. So they have shifted from what was going to be a Stardust Cesaro program back to Goldust and Stardust. So I knew Goldust wasn't going to lose. I figured that team was going to win, honestly. 
Yeah. Uh, the Dudley boys, I suppose you can have Devon take a fall here because who I cares? Team, I thought the team would win clean all five of them at that at, at some point because it's just like there's no way they're gonna they're gonna job any of these five guys. It was very especially, weird. Especially when it was down to Stardust, Miz, yeah. and Bo Dallas. And you're just like Neville's the guy taking the fall. It was it was very weird uh in the middle of the match, yes, to do that. To uh to have Neville of all guys just in <laughs> the middle of the match. Finisher. Three finishers, and they... Yeah, so Goldust team gets the 4-0 to zero win as the only man on their uh, team to take a fall was Neville, uh, the longest match of the night. And yeah, we're going to get Goldust and Stardust, most likely. Maybe on Raw, because, I mean, we always... All these undercard feuds never seem to work out on pay-per-view. Yeah, we got Dolph Ziggler and Tyler Breeze today, but, you know, everyone else was putting elimination matches... TLC is going to be all these gimmick matches. I wouldn't expect a Goldust and Stardust match to make it on TLC. Certainly won't make it to Royal Rumble. I don't think they're going to finally do them singles, do a singles match between them at WrestleMania, but you never know. Uh, so we might see this finish up on a SmackDown for all I know in a couple of weeks. Uh, but that was your pre-show match. The openers were the tag or were the uh, world title tournament matches. First up, mm -hmm. Roman Reigns and Alberto Del Rio. Uh, Alberto Del Rio's best match since coming back. Yes. Yep. Uh, Roman Reigns gets the win with the spear. Uh, the the winner of this match was never in doubt. I mean, it was going to be Roman Reigns. What'd you think of the match? Oh, it was okay. I, I think <laughs> I think that doing that that uh, the Rampage Jackson armbar powerbomb spot twice when the first one didn't go that well and the second one didn't go that well either might have been a bit of a mistake. You might want to call an audible on that. But overall, it's it's Del Rio's best match um, since coming uh, back. Solid, but not spectacular, but it was fine. It, it was perfectly fine. It was acceptable. It was the first round match. So, I mean, especially with Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns wrestling two matches in WWE realm. Generally, if you're wrestling multiple matches, you don't give it your all. Right. In one of them. Uh, and in Roman's case, he kind of didn't give it his all in either of them, but he wasn't given, he wasn't given time to this match went 14 minutes. One of the longer matches on the night. And Roman Reigns won the WWE Linear Championship in this match. Won the Linear title from Alberto Del Rio, but would not have that title much longer either. Uh, who's right. winning right now, Bengals? No, they're driving. But keep No, they're driving. So I, I just noticed the gays go that <laughs> way. I noticed the gays go a different don't direction. Don't call me out because the audio people don't care. Let's go. Hey, hey, <laughs> if you're an audio person, you want to see Jeff's gaze as Andy Dalton drives <laughs> to the end zone. If you want to see the disappointment, it's Jeremy Hill carry, yeah, holds the yeah. team back. If you want to see Jeff Hawkins hold up a Giovanni Bernard poster and say, push this guy, then you should watch the YouTube post shows. Um, uh. Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, 12 mm -hmm. minutes. Ambrose won with the Dirty Deeds. And then during these opening matches, Triple H was watching intently backstage. Yes. Watching intently. Further teasing. One of these guys might be his men. His man. Uh, but yeah, Dean Ambrose gets the win. So the final that I think everyone thought we would get, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and we had to wait two hours to see what the resolution would be. But in between, we got another Survivor Series elimination match. Well, let me let me comment on the Owens-Ambrose uh, match. Comment I thought Owen, on Owens-Ambrose. I, I thought Owens was very good in terms of uh, acting like a dick heel in this in this thing and get, keeping the crowd a crowd that was hot and cold throughout the night. Uh, into this match quite mm -hmm. a bit. I thought he was great, especially like the uh, the uh, headlocks or chinlock city. I thought that was great. That kind of stuff. 
playing to the crowd as a heel. I thought I thought Owens was very solid here in defeat. Yeah, yeah, I, it was a good match. And Kevin Owens on Twitter after the fact uh, said he was concentrating too much on his, on his Intercontinental Championship and he was a victim of a Montreal screw job. So we'll see what Kevin Owens does in the future with the IC t- title. Uh, it looks like the Bengals probably didn't do anything good right there. Speaking of not doing anything good, the Sheamus joke in the New Day entrance, we did yes. have the New Day, Sheamus and King Barrett, going up in a five-on-five elimination match against Ryback, the Usos, Sin Cara, and Kalisto, the Lucha Dragons, and another babyface elimination team win. Uh, we had the yeah. Ryback, Jey Uso, and Kalisto as the final three survivors, or in WWE land, the sole survivors, getting a 3-0 victory on the heels. The New Day, not taking falls, all of them, just walking out in the middle of the match, leaving Sheamus by himself. Yep. And and this was uh, a pretty basic elimination match. Clunky finish, because they did the the gimmick where the three remaining guys, Ryback, Jey Uso, and Callisto, one would get in the ring, the next man up would immediately make the tag while that guy is hitting his big move. So Callisto hit something, then Jey Uso tagged in while that was going on, hit something, Ryback tagged in while that was going on, hit his move. One, two, three, they get the win. Michael Cole was about two minutes late to all these tags. The camera didn't catch the Ryback tag. And if you weren't necessarily paying close attention, you wouldn't known that any of these guys tagged in. So you had a legal man situation. It was just a little clunky finish. The match was okay. Uh, yeah. just, a, just a weird finish that if you weren't paying super close attention, you would have been a little confused. This match was all about the moment of Wade dancing with the New Day. Yeah, we, we had the dancing. And you could argue that this entire, uh, this entire match completely was just about the New Day. Because what are we getting here? What are we getting? Big Ryback push? God, I hope not. <laughs> so it was really about the New Day. You had Kalisto and Jey Uso, so only one member of each tag team surviving. The other members losing there. And you had Sheamus looking like a fool, getting the pin uh, fall loss at the end. Only and getting later into an on. argument. Yeah. Argument with his teammates as well. Argument with his teammates. Good for uh, good for Sheamus. Well, now he doesn't have to worry about teammates, right? He has no teammates. He is the man on yep. team authority. No teammates he has to worry about. He doesn't have a cane that Seth Rollins had to deal with. <laughs> He's just all by himself. Right. And this sets up, of course, speaking of Sheamus again, Sets up that big, much-anticipated Sheamus and Seth Rollins program to close out 2016. Mm. I know you're excited, Jeff. Don't try to hide it. Uh, (laughs) Charlotte and Paige, the match that everyone's been talking about for the last week. Yes. They went out there and had a pretty good match. I thought so. And then it looked, if you were to read the reactions on on wrestling Twitter... You would have thought they had the worst match of all time. They went out there and had an NXT TakeOver match. That crowd was giving them nothing. The crowd gave that, them nothing. And I think that's what most people were looking I think at. that's what was affecting people's... Yeah, the crowd, the crowd gave them absolutely nothing. The crowd was dead silent. Paige tried at the end there when you got to the closing spear spot. You know, Paige was standing up there trying to get the, ca- the crowd involved in the barricade. Right. Just didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, this match was really good, I thought. I mean... Nothing bad. I think wrestling Twitter was really harsh on it. Uh, And it deserved better. It went 14 and a half minutes. Charlotte gets the win. They did not indeed show in the recap video promoting this match, the Reed Flair line. So they, they thought better of it. They cut that part out and we had a wrestling match. There was no wild brawling. It was mostly technical or at least attempts to be technical. 
and Paige got the win via tap out to the mm-hmm. figure eight in one of the better matches on the show, honestly. Did you just say Paige got the win via tap out? Charlotte. Charlotte got the win, sorry. Okay. Charlotte got the win. Charlotte got the win via tap out to the figure eight. Charlotte retains the championship uh, in a match that, yeah, I thought, I thought you, if you're hard on it, if you were bored by it, I guess I can understand the being bored by it. Yeah, I could. It, I mean, it was, but it was still a solid match. But it was solid. I mean, it's not like they went out there and just were completely lost for 14 minutes. They had what I think if they had that match in full sale at the height of Charlotte, people would have been raving about this match. Mm. It, it's impossible to say. Yeah, that's for a sure. theoretical. It's, it's a, a huge theoretical, impossible to say. But if you have this match last July at the takeover, I think people are really into it. And, you know, it's getting shit on right now just mostly because of the raw angle. In my mind, because of the raw angle is why people were going to give this no shot. And yet in the crowd response, the lack of crowd response added to the point where it was getting no shot. Yeah. Tyler Breeze and Dolph Ziggler. Tyler Breeze's finisher now is the unprettier. Mm-hmm. It's official finisher. Tyler Breeze got the win. Six minutes. Had to save up for that six-minute Undertaker entrance that we got next. But Tyler Breeze, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Cole and JBL at the end of this one. Yeah. I, I can break the news that the Bengals appear to have lost. No, they just, they're they they're about to lose. Uh, they just, a uh, minute left, and the Cardinals are driving for a game-winning uh JBL and Michael Cole could not have put Tyler Breeze over more than they did at the end of this match. The yeah. point where JBL was comparing Tyler Breeze to Shawn Michaels. That's a bit much. I, I was surprised it was a clean win, though. Very clean win. Dolph Ziggler went I mean, out I there. Thought, I thought for sure it was going to be a summer distraction finish. I don't know what Dolph Ziggler's trying to be right now. Because he had that period where he was being like the grunge rock fan with the Metallica and the Megadeth yeah, stickers. Yeah, trying to be a Hesher, yeah. Yeah, so he, he came out with that. Um, he's got the long tights now. He had, you know, what appeared to be pearls all along his tights. He's got the the purple jacket with the strings. He comes out with his no longer blonde hair. It's dirty blonde. It's back to what it regularly is. But he goes out there and he's got the the eye black on his face. Am I missing something with the eye black? Is he trying to be like a, a football player who is now just a pretty boy, like underground rock fan? Like what is Dolph Ziggler trying to be? I'm just someone who's reinventing his look. That's it. That's it. A a guy who on Twitter these days, and Twitter means nothing when it comes to what wrestlers say, talking about how he has two years left in WWE, how he's going to finish out this contract and not come back. And he sees himself in three years in LA full time on the comedy circuit, which good luck for him because reviews for Dolph Ziggler comedy have not been kind. Well, he's in Arizona now doing comedy. Yeah. Well, on Twitter, he's talking about how he's going to be in LA full time. Like, good for him. If you can be an actor or do whatever, I mean, good for you. But this is a guy who's going to be in WWE 10 years from now if he's not cut first. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler's that guy, right? I mean, he's going to be around for a while. But yeah, Tyler Breeze gets the win. Put over huge. Put over huge to the point where I don't know what they're going to do next with him. And I still wonder if he's going to be on TLC because this is a guy who is still advertised for the NXT TakeOver Europe Tour. He's advertised for that takeover show. I don't know maybe if he goes out for the takeover show. He doesn't have a match scheduled. He might be off the tour completely at, at this he may point. Be, he may be taking on Breeze on those shows. Well, no, I'm talking about Breeze. Who no, you... I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant Ziggler. You were going I'm to... sorry. I, I, I'm missing names. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Dol- Dolph Ziggler is not advertised for the takeover Europe tour. Tyler Breeze is. Right. Tyler Breeze is advertised for these shows. I don't know if he's going to make it. I don't know. Do they do... They do 
Dolph Ziggler again with Tyler Breeze? Does he move on to something else? What is next for Tyler Breeze? How can you do Ziggler and Breeze again after beating a guy clean? That's what I don't get, but they'll try. Oh, they've done it before. Oh, I know they've done it before. before. That just seems ridiculous. Oh, they've done it so before. Uh, We have, you know, Jesse in the chat saying it's a Motley Crue cosplay on the part of Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) Motley Crue cosplay. Why not? Uh, Sure. And then Christopher in the uh, chat room says, Dolph Ziggler was dressed like a slutty Christmas tree. That's ball game. It's the ball game. It's over, guys. Yeah. It's over. Now turn on Walking Dead and give us spoilers. I don't watch The Walking Dead. Spoiler alert. Jeff doesn't watch The Walking Dead. Um, What's next? What's next for Tyler Breeze? Uh, probably a Ryback or a Neville or Is there anyone- someone. Neville, Neville, probably a good pick with Neville. Another guy that you can give an easy win to. Yeah. Tyler Breeze beating Neville. I don't really think there's anyone else out there that goes with the gimmick. I mean, he just joined with Summer Rae. There's no other woman manager right now, is there? That he can just kind of naturally feud off with Summer Rae versus somebody? No. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's next for him. It's... We'll see on Monday. We're going to get it on Monday because we're three weeks away from TLC. We might get the top couple of matches for that pay-per-view on Raw tomorrow. Because mm. we're, we're close. I mean, we are coming up to TLC. We got TakeOver on the, on the horizon, too. And then you get the year-end time where you're not going to see much of anything new. Right. And you're going to get the mysterious, you know, you might get a small program. Remember, Daniel Bryan turned and joined the Wyatt family during that Christmas time a few years ago. And probably the best time for it to happen because everyone needs to forget that. Well, the Wyatt family is dead, uh, yeah. dead in the water too now. Wyatt so. family might be, uh, might be dead in the water too. Um, Kane and The Undertaker against the Wyatts. It was indeed Luke Harper. It was Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt. Uh, Ten minutes. Kane and The Undertaker get the win. The tombstone on Luke Harper. Undertaker gets the pinfall victory. And aside from the match, the match wasn't anything special. I don't know if I expected it to be. Rowan gets taken out and not just taken out, but he gets choke slammed dead and buried. And then he left. And Michael Cole specifically says Rowan looks like he left the arena. Yeah. Could that be the breakup of Rowan off of the Wyatts again, only to rejoin the Wyatt family in the summer of next year? <laughs> it might be him getting a pink slip. It, it didn't look good for Rowan, did it? No, it was a weird one of those weird like WWE sending a message angles where they just get rid of Rowan and then Friday. Oh, don't answer your phone, Rowan. No Friday. Don't do it. Anything special about this match? I mean, Kane and the Undertaker It was the Undertaker's 25th anniversary of debuting on Survivor Series. It was a straight ahead tribute match for the Undertaker, and I didn't expect them to do something like that on a Survivor Series. I thought, you know. This was the one I thought they were going to get wonky with. Yeah. And they didn't. And you know what? It's fine that they didn't, but now what do you do with Undertaker? You can't really build a... I mean, the rumor I'm hearing, we've heard is, what, Cena and The Undertaker? Or Cena and Reigns? I forget who... who... I, they could do Cena and Reigns, but Reigns, in theory, would have to go in as the champion for that match, right? Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I you know. got all these. Now you have all these characters that you have nothing to do with. You have the, you have four Wyatts who, you know, they're big, but they can't beat anybody. And you have Kane who nobody wants to see do anything. And you have the Undertaker who's going to go away for two months. 
We have a, a comment on Twitter, at uh, FSM underscore editor. The underscores are coming at me again. The whole Daniel Bryan angle was not to set him up for Mania. He was only put in that match when they had no choice. We know that. I'm wondering if yes. they're going to repeat with Roman Reigns what ended up happening with Daniel right. Bryan. Not what they had planned to do with Daniel Bryan. I think they will take what actually ended up happening with Daniel Bryan getting the WrestleMania main event. I think they're trying mm -hmm. to repeat it. I mean, we we could see it's going to be six months of a story here. I think they're they're trying to repeat that. It is almost verbatim here tonight with yeah. the closing segment. We're going to repeat it with a guy we'd we'd like to win. They they saw it worked with Daniel Bryan, right? So why would it not work with uh with Roman Reigns? Why would it not? Right. Ugh. And it's not. They're going to see why it won't. And Daniel Bryan's going to come back. He's going to get that clean bill of health. And guess what's going to happen? Fans are going to clamor for Daniel Bryan to be in the main event of WrestleMania, and they are going to poo-poo on Roman Reigns even more. They're not. They're not bringing. They're not bringing him back before WrestleMania. He's not coming back. If if they don't bring him back before WrestleMania, he's not coming back. This would be the time, right? This would be the time. You have Randy Orton out, Cesaro out, Seth Rollins out, Brock Lesnar at limited matter. dates. No, if, if you were going, it, no, if you were going to bring Daniel Bryan back, you would bring him back right now. The fact that they haven't tells me they don't want him back, period. I don't think they want him back, but if they're going to bring him back, you know, due to a depleted roster, they're not going to do it before WrestleMania. There's no way. They, they'll bring him back eventually. I think they'll bring him back after WrestleMania. He may be that raw after WrestleMania surprise. Could be. Could be. And then you have him do whatever. I mean, maybe give him to Roman yeah. Reigns. Maybe send him you don't some want other him way, anywhere, Kevin Owens. Yeah, you don't want him anywhere near this WrestleMania card if you're going to put the belt on Roman Reigns. Yeah, we have a we have a comment in the chat room. Uh, let Undertaker solve the Sheamus problem. Let them do Undertaker and Sheamus with Undertaker retiring as the champ at WrestleMania. Well, then you just completely ruined whatever you had for Roman Reigns. Yeah, well, they also it, don't do that kind of thing. No, they, they don't generally do that kind of thing. It'd be cool, I guess, but it doesn't really play into what's been happening so far. It'd be completely out of left field, which we've seen things like that happen before, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the match itself was nothing special. It was just Kane and Undertaker going out there doing the win. Kane soaking up the glory that is all meant for the Undertaker. I mean, I love Kane rolls when he's side by side with Taker because mm -hmm. the fans are cheering Undertaker. They're not cheering Kane and the Undertaker. And Kane's out there like, yes, I'm part of this. I am a, <laughs> I am a man on this team. And the fans are cheering for me, Kane. Yeah. I'm sorry, bud. They're, they're really not. I like you. I mean, I'm a big Kane fan. Hall of Fame Kane. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm going to let you uh, hang oh, out there. Oh, to dry. Hall of Fame. You know what? Kane and Randy Orton should go in together. <laughs> With Sting? Yeah, why not? Sure. I want to <laughs> see a Kane match on a takeover. Uh, Completely yeah. random thought. I want to see Kane on a takeover. I want Randy Orton's return to be on a takeover. Sure, he can be NXT champ. He can squash Devitt. I hope Daniel Bryan's first match back from this injury and from the concussion is a ladder match of some kind. <laughs> you mean like last time? Yes. The <laughs> IC title ladder match. Send him in there, buddy. Uh, no, no thanks. Yeah, Let's... send send him in there. Um, unrelated note, I do like that Tyler Breeze is using the Unprettier, and the Unprettier is his. Keeping the name, because I yeah. figure... This guy who was trained by Lance Storm probably asked Christian to use it. Mm -hmm. Probably asked, got the okay, and he's using it. And it's a little tribute to a guy who, in any other realm, was not going to get many tributes. I mean, no one's out there doing tr Christian tribute matches. And now you have Tyler Breeze doing it. There is the danger, though, 
because of no offense, but Christian wasn't a guy Vince McMahon cared for terribly. Yeah. That that eh. washes off on. I just think it's cool. Grace. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. It's a nice tribute, but at the same time, it's like, oh, this guy is smaller than Christian yeah. was. <laughs> Why are we pushing him? I think it's uh, I think it's a cool thing for Tyler Breeze to do. Uh, the main event was Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose. Uh, the match went uh, very quickly. I don't have a, nine minutes. The match went nine minutes for the World Heavyweight Championship. Weird anticlimactic ending. Yeah. I mean, Roman Reigns just all of a sudden gets the win. They were doing the spot where, I mean, after wrestling, 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 you know, they're starting to get a little frustrated with each other. They're on the ground. They're doing the slaps. Mm-hmm. They're doing the punches. And then mm-hmm. blink of your eye, Roman Reigns Spear. wins. The big moment. Yeah. Spear pins Dean Ambrose, gets the championship for two minutes. And at that point was your world heavyweight championship. Something I looked up and did not realize because Dean Ambrose's year, the 2015 for Dean Ambrose does not signal to me like a big year. This was Dean Ambrose's fourth main event on the WWE pay-per-view for the title fourth (laughs) two matches with Seth Rollins. And he was in a four way with Orton and Reigns, I believe this was his fourth championship main event, not fourth match for the title on a pay-per-view fourth last match on the show main event for the title. Although technically I guess it wasn't because the main event of the show was Sheamus and Roman Reigns. Uh, anything particular about Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns, the match, we know the winner. We know what happened after the fact, anything in this match stand out to you. Crowd really liked him. Crowd wanted him to win. This crowd wanted Dean Ambrose to win. Most crowds, I figure, would want Dean Ambrose to win. And it's insane that it's like, well, we have this guy that the crowds really, really like. Ah! Threw him. Hmm. (laughs) Just, what, you know, wait for him to get hurt. Take him off TV. Put some gasoline on this money over here. (laughs) It's funny. That's what the Bengals did when they signed Andy Dalton. No, that's not true. He had a good game today. Thank you. You can't troll me on this. Bring up Thursday. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but this was the this was the main event, and then you had the Sheamus match going thirty seconds. Sheamus defeating Roman Reigns for the yes. title, cashing in the briefcase after the big pyro and confetti celebration. I mean, they redid. They are redoing the Daniel Bryan angle from SummerSlam 2013. Yes, that was my first thought when I saw the confetti. I go, oh man, it's Daniel Bryan the way they wanted to do it with the guy that they liked. They're just going to try and do this whole thing. At what point? Okay, does it take till Royal Rumble until they decide to go with a different direction because they just realize it's not going to work? Does it take till next week? Does it go to Fastlane? Do they, I mean, at this point. Hold on, hold on. What is a different direction to you in your opinion? Roman Reigns think, getting the main or, event think, of WrestleMania. Roman Reigns I, getting the main event of WrestleMania right now, if they follow the Daniel Bryan angle, if they try to repeat that, he is in the challenger role in the main yeah. event of WrestleMania. At what point does Roman Reigns not be in the main event of WrestleMania if they do end up changing based on crowd reactions, based on someone else who comes in, based on Daniel Bryan, based gonna, on anything? No, he's in it. He's in it. He's in the main event. He's in it. There's no way. There's no matter way of who that- against. Yeah, and it's going to be Brock. That Fastlane show, Fastlane's in Cleveland in, uh, yeah. in February. I, if I had a ticket to Fastlane, or if I'm getting a ticket to Fastlane in Cleveland, I'm anticipating one of two things. The Roman Reigns coronation show that sends him into the main event of WrestleMania as this big-time you know, challenger for whoever has the championship, or I'm expecting the swerve to see 
how they change WrestleMania and get Roman Reigns out of the picture. It's going to be one of those two things. Mm, no. I think I know what it's going to be. This is going to be where he gets his revenge against Sheamus. Could be, yeah. Because I think Brock beats him for the... I think Brock beats Sheamus for the title at, uh, at Royal Rumble. Sheamus, having lost, wants to be in the main event of WrestleMania. He challenges Roman for the, for the main event slot at Fastlane. And then you get Roman versus Brock at WrestleMania. I just don't envision, even with him siding on Triple H, we could see on Raw tomorrow, tomorrow, where Sheamus really isn't the authority's guy, right? That just Triple H was out there raising the hand and then they're separated tomorrow. No. Oh, I could see they that ended happening. The, they ended the show with both of them on the boots on his neck. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. I'm, They're going with this I'm, story. There's no. I'm telling you. What, what are you smoking right now? I'm telling you. I could see Seamus being on his own. Just, just that. Okay. Seamus, maybe Seamus on his own, but. That's what I still mean. Have to get, you have to give the authority something oh, to no, do. Oh, no. I'm not thinking the authority is going to dump on Seamus tomorrow and beat him up okay, or do anything. That's no, what I, I'm just, that's I'm just what saying. you were saying. No, it's I'm like, just oh, saying go their own way. Go separately. That's all. That's all. And then the story becomes, okay, if, if Sheamus were to go separately, where does Reigns go? Does Reigns go after the championship? Does Reigns go after revenge against Triple H? Huh? Huh? I don't know. But they're going <laughs> to repeat this Daniel Bryan angle. Right now, if yeah, I'm watching, yes. I'm expecting show by show for them to do exactly what they did with Daniel Bryan and the authority. Show by everything. Everything. And yet the Daniel Bryan we want out of Sheamus is him losing in 18 seconds. That's what we want. <laughs> or I want because I can't stand Seamus on this show on the pre-show and during the show they talked about some of the programs coming up on WWE Network the Stone Cold Podcast is going to have Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels in what looked to be podcasts that have already been taped Yeah, and they had clips ready to go it's not going to be something live after a Raw it looks like they were already taped it might mm -hmm. just I, I'm, I wasn't seeing that myself out of school right like that's what's going to happen. So don't expect Ric Flair to be talking about the angle on Monday. Don't expect him really to be talking about much of the current events at the time it airs. Uh, these were podcasts that were already taped. You have Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels on the guest list. Remember when they announced Undertaker on the Stone Cold podcast is coming this year? It happened. It happened when they were doing videos for future guests. It was okay. one of these same promos that they aired on Tonight Show about what's coming I, to the I network. I believe you. Rob, they, I believe you. They announced The Undertaker and much more to come. And The Undertaker ended up not... I think they even announced Hulk Hogan, but then Hogan yeah. got fired, I think. Yeah. So plans changed there. I think Hogan was supposed to be on when they had Paige on. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right there. But you had, uh, you had Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels in interviews that have probably already been taped that will be airing in December. Uh, Breaking Ground, as we recorded this tonight, Breaking Ground, there was a new episode, so I got to watch yeah. that. Mojo Raleigh got a phone number from a girl, I think. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, it wasn't Dana Brooke because she's obviously the top prize in, in NXT. I mean, go Dolph. Good for you, Dolph. Getting this girl to go up to Cleveland with you. God, you have some magic. Mm. Dana Brooke, man. Dana Brooke. Dolph's not in Cleveland anymore. They were in Cleveland at some Cavs game. Dana Brooke was tweeting all about it, how they went to a Cavs game, how they were in Cleveland on, a, on one of those off weeks where they didn't really have any NXT shows and Dolph was off. They went to I mean. This girl lives in Florida. Got her to go up to Cleveland for a Cavs game. Shoot yeah, right back down to Florida. He lives in Arizona. Well, they were in Cleveland, bro. 
They were in okay. Cleveland for something, probably selling, uh, I guess, you know, Fastlane tickets are going on sale soon. So probably some type of deal for Fastlane. He was there. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but you have that coming to the podcast. You have an Edge and Christian special. You have a couple of different things coming up. Uh, but I got to watch Breaking Ground. I think. Uh, you, have, you have Ride Along. Ride Along. Wrestlers which, in Cars. Which David Bixenspan correctly pointed out that it looks like all it's going to be is extra footage put together from Total Divas and Breaking Ground. I think so. That, that's what it's going to be. I mean, look at the people who were in the commercial. It looks like it's just going to be some cutting room floor footage that we said, hey, let's make a TV show out of this. Yeah, I think so. So that's what's coming to the network. Um, our show's coming up. We are, uh, this is the podcast for the week, for the week of Thanksgiving, the Survivor Happy Series post show. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Is he going to go Happy all the way birthday, with this? Rob hmm. McCarran. He's going all the way. Oh, yeah. oh give me the false finish there and then went you're, all the way through it. You're 30. It's all downhill from here. I turned 30 on Tuesday. I turned 30 on Tuesday. Um, my, 30s. my STR 30th birthday present was a few select users on Twitter hating on our panel show with Dave Meltzer <laughs> on Thursday. It was fun. I thought, I thought it was fun. It was, I will not lie. It was a little awkward. Fun, fun would not be the adjective I used, but I thought it was fine. It was fine. Uh, Dave Meltzer helped us preview Survivor Series a little bit on our last episode on STR 118. I want to thank everyone for listening to that um, most downloaded show in our in our history. Uh, so I do want to thank everyone listening to the Dave Meltzer preview panel of Survivor Series, whether that's good or bad. Um, but I appreciate all the feedback, whether it's good, whether it's bad. I mean, it helps us get better. Um, Dave was Dave was having a rough week. I will, so. <laughs> I will, it was a busy time. There was a lot of news breaking that day. He had done his newsletter. He was he was probably pretty tired. He had done a show either right, be I believe, right before that uh, with his website. Uh, so he had done a radio show and then came on. He was nice enough to agree to come on. As tired as he was, well, uh, it was the Bachwinkle thing. It was the Bachwinkle thing. It I mean, was, I, if I had if I had remembered that, I would have pushed harder for you to cancel yeah but i appreciate him for as tired as he might have been to join us on that show uh all of the negative feedback really all of the negative feedback that if you if you thought it one was guy. awkward or not even just one guy i'm just saying anyone who had negative thoughts on that show just know i mean it was completely my fault for the negatives i mean even if he's tired it's my job as the host of this panel to get him to kind of come out of the shell right that's any guest and we've had pretty good luck on this show we've had really good guests and when we do have guests that might be a little iffy. I mean, you talked about it. We had Brodus Clay on the show and Brodus Clay started the interview as cold as anyone could possibly start a show. And by the mm -hmm. end of it, we were all having fun. We were laughing with Brodus Clay stories. We were, I mean, Jeff was talking about his, you know, California days doing football, F football. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, it's our job to get anyone who starts poorly to lighten up or liven up or do whatever the case. Um, but it was my, I, I booked the guy on one of the busiest news days of the last month. Rob, you're being too hard on yourself right now. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't our guest's fault. Whenever a guest, if you feel like a guest is poor, it's usually uh, my fault. Uh, but I want to thank everyone for the positive feedback. I want to thank everyone for the negative feedback because it does help us get better. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank you for, uh, for listening, for joining in. If you have thoughts on any of our podcasts at shake them ropes on Twitter, Jeff is at crap game 13, the voices of wrestling forums. We post our shows up there so you can comment on them. So voices of wrestling.com slash forums. And I do want to thank everyone who listened live to the show on our YouTube chat, uh, especially, you know, those who have watched the WWE pay-per-view, 
those who skipped watching WWE Breaking Ground and decided to listen to us instead talk about Survivor Series. Uh, for all mm-hmm. those listening on the podcast later on on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, I want to thank you for downloading the show and for sticking with us uh, because it has been much helpful uh, getting all the feedback on our shows, having you much helpful. Yes, been much helpful, helpful Jeff. <laughs> you realize I can see you when you make these reactions, right? Oh, I know. That's a whole point. <laughs> I can see you too. But yes, it is my birthday on Tuesday, Thanksgiving on Thursday. I want to thank everyone for listening. We will be back with our next show on December first the first of december next tuesday is going to be our next show we are live our next live show here on youtube is going to be on december 13th following wwe tlc we will be joined by dylan hales at dylan waco on twitter and then we'll be live only a few days later yeah for takeover um jeff hopefully will be with us because the issue there is takeover is going to start at noon your time on a wednesday Mm -hmm. yeah noon on a wednesday and we will be live around three o'clock. In fact, maybe it'll be around three o'clock. I mean, we'll have the full schedule on our TLC post show, what we'll be doing live that day, but we will be live on YouTube following NXT TakeOver London. So yep, we got I'll some live shows. Listening on my phone until I get home and then I can put it on the TV and uh, hopefully there's plenty of commercials I can fast forward through and uh, catch up live to anything I miss. I'm, I'm ready to do this one on Wednesday, that Wednesday. Cool. We're going to be live with some shows that week. Survivor Series is done. We are moving on to TLC. I want to thank everybody, everybody here on the live stream, everyone listening out there again for joining Shake Them Ropes. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. If you're listening on iTunes, even if you're not listening on iTunes, head to our iTunes page. The link is at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Leave a review, write some feedback for the show. Let others find the show that we've been able to produce for you for the last almost two years. So uh, thanks wow. everyone for listening. We will be back on December 1st for our next episode of Shake Them Ropes, episode number 120. Go shorty, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to drink Bacardi like it's your birthday. And you know, we don't give a fuck if it's your birthday. Censor. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.